Hey, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know where I am. Where did we wake up? Whose room is this? Oh, wait. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> it's episode 18 of the StoryWorks podcast. What up? Davis didn't uh, drug us or anything. We came here by choice, totally. Uh, this is the StoryWorks <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Zach Gosen. I'm your co-host, Andrew Hall. Today we're talking about something pretty big, something pretty huge. How does it feel to be alive again? You were dead. When did I die? Last week. You were dead. Oh, yeah. No, you don't remember it. You just kind of come back and it's like things are fine. What, What did you see beyond? That I can't tell you. What? Or I'd have to kill you. Oh. Then you can just find out yourself. Yeah, yeah. But first we'd have to figure out how to uh, resuscitate you. Resuscitate me and bring me back. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. We need a necromancer. (laughs) Can't wake up up inside. All right, today we are talking about something pretty big, something uh, that's, that's, uh, you know, pretty big in the pop culture era, especially right now. You know, there's a lot going on with it. Something our generation grew up with. Yeah. Um... We're talking about Avatar, the way of what the last airbender. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar, the last airbender. Woo, the good Avatar. Yeah, we're not talking about blue people. We're talking about people with elemental Fuck powers. James Cameron. Yeah, dude, he's so mad. James Cameron is so mad all the time. Yeah, look at me. I mean, the best make money making movie of the year <laughs> ever. Avatar. And I made Titanic first. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. blue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Avatar's a thing that's happening, but I don't like to think about this Avatar. No, I like we to think like about the OG original Avatar. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, this is a huge staple for our generation to grow up on. I still watch this shit to this day. To this day, dude. Me and, me and my wife will just throw it on. It's um, so good, man. It's a, gr- it's a perfect comfort show. Yes. Um, but it's also so densely packed with so many fantastic messages. Yeah. Even dude. being made for, for kids, be, premiering on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like, it's kind of insane. It was Nickelodeon's first, like, kid show that was more than just a kid show, I right. feel like. Right. In, 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 a, in a meaningful way, not like a... Yeah. Not like a, just it, like raunchy, yeah. kind of like Ren and Stimpy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> It's not just like how Fairly Odd Parents or SpongeBob was just like, you know, episode of the week. Right. Kind of thing. Avatar was like, yo, we got plot. Yeah, this we is got like overarching story arcs. For sure. And um I'd say it's like it's least like that in the first season. Yeah, no, the first season is definitely the most like episodic of it. But there is still an overarching plot in the first season as well. For sure. I feel like it's like the first half of the first season is kind of that episode it's of the week It's just kind of they have to do some world building. Yeah, and... you got to be introduced to some shit. And the world building just conti- I mean, you start off feeling so small, yeah, but this dude. world really opens up throughout the three seasons. Book 2 makes it just feel so huge. That's when it like cracks wide open, dude. Yeah. yeah, you start traveling, man. You start seeing shit. Um Yeah, I I uh I will binge this show any like if all you have to do is say you won't 
then I'll do it. And I I'll will. go home and watch and I all three seasons right now. I'll do it. I'm not scared, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely consider this within my top five favorite shows. Definitely. But I also wrap The Legend of Korra in with that because mm-hmm. I can't. Can't separate. I the can't two. say which is better, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm so. That's a really hard question because I love the Legend of Korra um, so much as Legend well. Legend of Korra is super good. Um, I actually did. You watch all of? Excuse me. Did you watch all of the Last Airbender as a kid, like in yeah, order? That's yeah. Like all of it. Yeah, I remember watching like the two hour, uh, like season. movie event when yeah. they did the Day of the Black Sun. Uh huh. That shit was insane watching that like live. And then I remember yeah. watching it. They would like re air it with like Avatar extras. And yeah. It was like little commentary bubbles that would pop up as the episode would play and give you like little I fun remember facts. that. Yeah. That shit was dope. I didn't experience it like as it aired, like, like as a kid, all together. Like I would catch it here and there. Like I would always watch it when it was on. But I never tuned in when the new episodes were dropping. So oh, like I, I never gotcha. watched it all in order. I watched all of Korra. As it aired. First, or at least season one of Korra, I watched and completely fell in love with Korra. And then I went back and, and watched all of The Last Airbender in order. Yeah. Which was awesome. It just fucking... Yeah, dude. I watched all of The Last Airbender as it aired as a kid back in fucking 2005, 2006. Was it? Yeah, 2005. Yep, you got it. Um... And then Korra, I watched as it aired, and that was in high school, so that had to be, like, 2012 Yeah, let me see. through, like, 2015. Did it finish airing? I think so. I, I think, think the last it, one was airing. I think the airing. last one was, like, 2015. In our senior year of high school, yeah. 2012 is when Korra uh, started airing. Yeah, dude. So, literally, like, our high school career, like, life. Yeah, man. It ended December, so it ended our senior year. Yeah, that's so crazy, man. Yeah, I I remember watching Cora because me and you were both watching it as it aired. Yeah, and man. we would come to school and be like, "Dude, dude, you gotta go, <laughs> you gotta see this episode, man." Yeah, man. <laughs> um, it's so crazy uh, to to go back and look where it all started, man. It just started with that one picture. Yeah, that one drawing of picture. like an early Ang with um, OG demo Ang. Yeah, with the mechanical flight yeah, um, pole, man. and I think the bison was involved. Yeah, I think he had a slightly different design. Yeah. Oh man, it just—it's so incredible that they start with that and how much, how big it's grown. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. Just goes to show, man. It all just comes from one idea. That's all you need. For real, man. It's it's very inspirational for sure. Because uh, I, I I love world building. We talked on the Tolkien episode. We talked yeah, about man. Um, how much influence he had on on world building. To me, this was even more so because I don't know. It, it it's it's they do a really good job of like. Making the world feel alive, yeah, while also not really giving you a whole, whole lot of information about the world. That's what I was trying to say too, because Tolkien's like, if you're reading the Lord of Tolkien's the Rings, Tolkien's like, okay, you want to know about this specific <laughs> flower that's in, yeah, dude, the Mirkwood. Okay, go to appendix page C fifty seven. It's so fucking line ninety two. Oh my god! See, like that's 
what I I love about about Tolkien's how like just crazy. Which is yeah, no, is. I love that about him. It's cool that yeah. you can do that. <laughs> but also, I love that like you know, in the world of Avatar, you don't even know what the name of like their plant, like their world, is called. Yeah, you don't, do you? No. That's kind of nuts. I never really thought about that. I don't know if they talk about it in any of the comics or anything. I don't think so. The books, but that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bro, they like they literally just lived on lion turtles for a while. <laughs> they go back, yeah, and Korra, they fucking, uh, they give some like, they show history. They like the OG history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh Look at all of these faces, smiling, unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, and, and I love how it, it like, like we said, it, it opens up so much from book one. Mm-hmm. You're mostly dealing with the Water Tribe. Yeah, they go on, like, a pretty, like, straight path yeah. up to the North Pole. Yeah, yeah. You get your episodes of the week. Uh, we get our beautiful Kyoshi Island episode. And that's the thing. It's like it's episodes <laughs> of the week stuff, but it all, I think it, it all. It still does exce- converge. I think except for like one episode. Every like plot of like episode of the week theme. Yeah. Ties in somewhere down the line. Right. In some way. It does. I mean, the characters you're meeting along the way, you're going to see them again, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in critical moments too, it, like the way that they they pull everything together. Once, once plans things, of action yeah, once need the, to be, <laughs> yeah. Once everything is going, and how it, it's just kind of bizarre, the themes that that are displayed in this show. Like it's kind of a lot. Yeah, it's global war. Like and and dealing with that. It's very like anti anti-globalist. Yeah. Um it's very anti-war. Uh-huh. Um beautiful message, man. Yeah. I mean, we'll I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about more as we get on in the podcast, yeah. but just like all the messages that they give across in this show are just so like meaningful. Yeah. Like I I say it often but this show like literally helped to shape my morals dude absolutely growing up as a kid yeah and uh i will always appreciate what this show has done for me growing up absolutely and me and me and kayla talk about it all the time like i'm elijah our oldest um i can't wait for him my oldest stepson yeah we're so excited to start doing like weekly viewings, like I want to do like Fridays or something, Avatar days. Start watching Avatar. There's just so much good to learn from it. Yes, dude. And it's they portray it to where you can take it in as an early age, yeah. even though you're seeing things that are kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it came out in 2005. I was seven. Okay, yeah, or eight, I think. <laughs> um. Right, two thousand five. Yeah, I was like eight. Yeah, when that when Avatar first came out, and within the first few episodes, within the first episode, I think we're dealing with like the fact that Aang has to realize that everybody he knows is dead. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, the, I, it's like the third episode when they yeah. get to the when they get to the air temple. That's the third episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like the first two is uh when they, the boy and the iceberg. The boy and the iceberg. Part one. one and two. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then, uh, then after like they leave the south pole mm-hmm. is when they go to the water or the air temple. Yes. And that's when you see skeletons. Oh, there's so many skeletons. People he used to know and love. And it's just, he's an 11-year-old boy, man. It hurts. <laughs> like, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, there's a ghost in your house, Davis. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Somebody that get out intense. the paranormal readings. Nah. <laughs> Break out the EKG. Yeah, I mean... That shit is like it's just incredibly heavy, you yeah, know. No, He's an eleven-year-old really kid dealing with the fact that he was denying his responsibility at the time. Dude, that's such like a heavy like trauma point for him it throughout is. the show. It well because I mean he was an eleven-year-old kid being told that he had to be the avatar, and and the the world's early. balance is in your hands. And it was early too; like he wasn't supposed to be told until he was like sixteen or something like that. Right. Was it accelerated because of the fire, the yes. fire nation? Yeah, they were trying to figure that shit out. Um, yeah, man, poor Ang. You just feel for him, dude. You feel for him. But then you, you like you meet him in the first episode, and he's such like a cheery kid. Mm-hmm. Penguin sledding, dude. The, literally, the first thing he says after being frozen for a hundred years is, "Well." You go penguin sledding with me? <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> First thing he does yeah. is hit on a girl, man. Yep. <laughs> and then he proceeds to fumble the bag for the next two seasons. Yeah, dude, for real. <laughs> fumble the bag. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and within the first, uh, do we see Zuko in the first episode? Yeah. Because one of sees, the best because they trigger the. They trigger like the trap. Yeah. Or no, it's not the trap. It's whenever Ang wakes up out of the iceberg. Right. There's like that big pillar of light. Yeah, that's what has them. Start and Zuko that way. sees it and he's like, "There's the Avatar. I must reclaim my destiny, my honor." <laughs> Dude. And then Iroh's just like, "I'm going to claim another cup of tea." <laughs> yeah, dude. Just go fool the Ember Island players on it. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm I'm just saying that Zuko's character arc is like probably one of the best. Uh, like, I mean, ever. he's without a doubt the best character in Avatar, The Last Airbender. You're saying it? You're Whoa! saying it? I think Damn. well, I mean like in terms of like character. Yeah. <gasps> For sure, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but like in terms of like character development and like growth and everything, he Absolutely. definitely has like the the most like changing arc throughout yeah. the story. Like Ang is always pretty like certain in his goals, right? Even when he's like troubled and he's dealing with like problems, right? Uh, it's still I'm going to stop the Fire Lord, right? And even know, though it's a looming threat and something that he has obviously scared of, he's still yeah. like, that's what I have to do. Yeah. yeah. But like, he doesn't change throughout the three seasons. Like, right. that's his main, like, that's his goal the whole time. Like, exactly. Zuko, you know, 
he wants to capture the avatar and then he just wants to be alive. Yeah. And just all the different changes that he goes through. He's so dynamic. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Um just an incredible character. Yeah. And Dante he, Bosco is oh, like yeah. so such a good voice actor. He's a for fucking him. legend, dude. And I love how proud he is still of the role of Zuko. Like it's so him good. and the and the voice of Korra have have a podcast together. Yeah, well, I mean, he's in Korra too. Yes, he is. He voices uh, Zuko's grandson, which is named Mako. Uh, his name is. Right? I think his name's Iroh. No, yeah, General Iroh. Yeah. Mako is is in the new gang. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Uh throughout book one is just we have just like pissed off angry traumatized and zuko. like that's like i love that zuko yeah he's literally just completely trauma driven i think you need all i think you need like the whole season of him being this like antagonistic force that is like chasing the avatar right and you know that iroh is there next to him saying like do we really have to do this? Yeah, dude. Like, you know, you don't have to chase him. I love it. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, putting the seeds in there. Right. But Zuko's just like, you know, no, my honor. It's my destiny to capture the Avatar. Yeah, that's what happens when your dad physically abuses you and says, fuck off, fuck out of our country. Go yeah, find me the Avatar, this show's you little heavy, bitch. Man. Right? This show's heavy. Zuko's dealing with physical abuse, dude. <laughs> and he's His lashing dad out. challenges him to a public duel. Uh-huh. And then burns his face in front of like all of the high ranking Fire Nation types. Yeah. That scene is hard to watch, man. He's a scared little kid. It's rough, man. Yeah. Prince of the Fire Nation. And then he gets exiled. Right. Afterward, your dad sets you on fire and then it's like, oh, by the way, you're exiled. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's like, don't come back. Go find the Avatar, LOL. Right. He hasn't been seen in a hundred years. Go find him. Yeah. That's your job now. Dickhead. Pick me, pick me. Pick me. Yeah. And then he does. He literally finds the Avatar. Yeah. When he wasn't even supposed to. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, I love Zuko. And it, it just sucks, man. He just wants to make his dad proud. He's got even and, after like that. I loved in the first book, like the first season. He like he, you know he's traveling around in his ship and he's got his crew. Yeah, and the crew like have personality behind them too. Right, some of them do at least. They're not all just like nameless soldiers. Yeah, I just remember the one episode where when Iroh like tells the crew about what happened to Zuko, mm-hmm. and they're just like sitting around a fire, and Iroh tells them. And then after, like after he tells them, they're all like, they have way more respect for Zuko at that point, right? And they yeah. like start following him way more, like willingly. I love that, man. Yeah, I mean, you're not making just background characters; you're building something mm-hmm. up when you're doing that. That's awesome. Um, we haven't talked about Katara and Sokka yet. Nope the actual the actual first characters that you see yeah. in the series. Yeah. How do you feel about them in book one? In the first season, I like them. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Katara. It, it's just crazy how much they changed a lot. I feel like I remember Katara's first water bending move, where she does yeah. the the no look freeze. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And she like she realizes that she's doing it, so she starts. She's like, "Oh wait, that's what I'm doing when I do this move." Okay. Right. 
and just starts actually doing combat with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's I like her in the first season. Yeah. The way she is like excited to become Aang's teacher. Yeah. Yeah, very um, much so. Sokka is just, you know. Sokka is Sokka. Sokka Sokka. Comedic. <laughs> always loves Comedic Sokka. relief at its best. He's fucking amazing, dude. Sarcasm at its finest. Oh, yeah. Um, him and his boomerang. Trusty old boomy. Um, yeah, no, I love them. They're really good characters. Like, and then, you know, they get in, they get really good character growth too throughout Absolutely. the series. Like, when I say that, like, I think Zuko has the best character growth out of any character in the show, that's not to say that the others right. don't also have really good character growth. For sure. I mean, it's kind of nuts how many characters you end up following throughout this like, show. Like, I mean, you see Katara go from being, like, literally the most novice waterbender ever. Like, she doesn't even know how to, like, really do anything that she's doing. She's just right. unconsciously doing it. To a bona fide, like, water bending master yeah dude absolutely Sokka goes from being this like teenage uh like the only man left in the town to yeah. defend it mm -hmm. kid to like bona fide sword master genius tactician he's like a he's almost like a general by the end of yeah, it yeah man. man he's making the war plans i love Sokka. i will always say it he's and an absolute but king. like throughout all of that he still remains i'm starving yeah <laughs> yeah dude yes <laughs> the perfect balance you know he always it's has so, a joke when you it's need him so to. good like, even when they're even when they're about to die yeah. He's like, he's still cracking jokes. You need it, too, because it does get heavy, man. It does. I don't think Boomerang's coming back. Oh, <laughs> that hurts, dude. That's such a crazy moment in the last oh last God. few episodes there. Um, talk about, you know, everybody comes from tragedy in this show. I mean, yeah. their, their flashback their, scene. Like, yeah, dude. Like, every, every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're... It sucks to be them. Oh, it sucks to be them. <laughs> yeah, oh, it dude. sucks to be Katara and Sokka, whose mom was killed in a raid. Yeah. Do you was that cutscene shown in season three or season one? They show it. They show a little bit in season one. I think they should just show like young Katara. Yeah. In season one. I mean, like this with is... the ash, but then in, yeah. in season three, they show like the full extended scene, which is nuts when you get all of the details but isn't it so fucking scary like they're just living on this block of ice and then just waiting the fire to be raided, nation rolls much. up and it's like yo what's up we're here to fucking kill all of you it literally begins to rain black ash and that's how you know you're about to be attacked yep that shit's scary dude yep. and little Sokka with his little boomerang is like he wants to defect like defend his yeah, village dude. so bad it hurts. It like, hurts he's a goofy a character, but from that moment on, That's he is thing, instilled yeah, with a sense of mm -hmm. purpose and He takes what he has to do. Yeah, he takes, you know, defending his village very seriously, even though he's training, like, literal, like, five-year-olds. Yeah, dude. Who, <laughs> he takes it seriously, though. Who have to take bathroom breaks every five seconds. Right. He still is Same. like, you know, we have to defend this village against the Fire Nation. They're going to come back. Right. And I don't know how much he he does like he he shows growth within the first season because like once he figures out once they figure out about the comet 
and they're like, oh shit, like there's something we can do. Like well, he he's doesn't on find it. out about the comet until book two. That's book two. When they're in the desert. Really? Well, what do they figure out in book one? Book one is they get to the North Pole at the end of book one. Right. And it's just a big confrontation. He gets, I mean, he, he, they leave and they go to the, I mean, he gets to realize that like bending is actually not just insane magic. Yeah. <laughs> and he also gets his eyes opened to the prospects of women being equals to him. Kiyoshi. Kyoshi Island, baby. One of my favorite episodes. Oh, I love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Seeing Sokka and a Kyoshi get up is my favorite thing ever. We love it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, you know, like you said, episode or book one is kind of like plot line of the week. Yeah. But then once they get up to the North Pole, yeah. Things start to set in stone. They start to kind of show General Zhao and stuff and he's start like to play the, him like they have like zuko as like the i'm chasing you antagonist yeah you know what i mean and you kind of like you you like you you're kind of rooting for him he's the villain that you're kind of rooting for that right. you kind of like it's like Whereas, you don't want him like, to get ang but also you're like i know you're feeling bad homie. exactly like, yeah. yeah whereas like zhao is like this guy sucks yeah straight up He's not cool. He's like, oh, this 14-year-old kid found the Avatar for me? I'm going to mm. go fucking kill him. Nice. I'm going to go kill everybody. I'm going to take all the credit. <laughs> fucking dickhead. We hate Zhao. Press S to spit on grave. <laughs> yeah, so we get we kind of get to that ultimate conclusion at the end of the first season. Um, the, the final confrontation, confrontation at the North Pole. Z- or, uh, Sokka gets a girlfriend. Oh. Oh God, poor Sokka. They My find a, they find a water bending master. Yeah, and you were gonna say um, you're talking about Katara's progress with her water bending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it, it it was always funny to see the episodes where she's like she's pissed off because Aang is like, "Whoa, shit, dude! Look at this is whoa, easy, bro! Whoa, look at this!" And then yeah. she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, dude, she's so fucking mad. But then you know she finally she keeps working up to it. She gets this master who's a fucking cocksucker. Fuck. Well, I mean, he, he sucks, but then he kind of comes around. He does but, come around. But when you first meet him, he's a but big But also, cocksucker. he's like a fucking misogynist, so like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kind of just sucks. He kind of sucks. Yeah. He does end up teaching her, though. He definitely is like, oh, women should just be healers. <laughs> oh, she's you like, should just use your, your waterbending to heal. And then she's like, well, I'm going to use my fucking waterbending to kick your ass they have a like a woman. Cool fight, dude. It's pretty nuts. Oh, I love it. Um, and then it turns out that he's just down bad. He's just down bad. Yeah, he's like he needs some dude. He, it's literally like, oh, I wanted to marry your grandma. Yeah. So I fucking hated you. At so first. I hate you. It's like, sorry you didn't get any, dude. Like, I don't know why you're mad at me <laughs> about it. And then, uh, I wanted for I still to this day I have a section on my leg. For a Twi and La tattoo Ooh, of the the spirits, yes, I love, I love the section, the little pool area, with the the moon and the ocean spirits. Dude, I love when Zuko is like in the snow, about to go up there, and Iroh is like trying to dissuade him. Yeah, dude, it's it's such. And an he's just am- like, yeah. what will you do when you capture him? Where will you go? Yeah, and. He's just like you don't think Zuko, <laughs> and he just he it's Guided like the, it, rage, it's man. like the first time that like Iroh like 
yells at Zuko. Yeah. And he's just showing like that he's upset, but it's in a desperate attempt. Well, he yeah, because he's him. well, yeah, because Zuko's about to go fucking walk out into the middle of a blizzard. Yeah, and he's a firebender. It's not going to work out too God. well for you, King. Um, I just want to also say, fucking Mako, legendary voice actor, man, dude. Oh my God, dude, Iroh is Rest like in peace. So I like I have a legitimate <laughs> emotional attachment. To yes. Uncle Iroh. Yes. He's like the uncle you always fucking yes. wanted to. Yes. He's so amazing. Yes. Yes. Iroh and Zuko's yes. connection is just beautiful. No, and, I, I love know, Iroh so much, dude. Yeah, and he was so fucking good as Aku and Samurai Jack as well. Yeah. Like, it, this is what I'm talking about when I say, like, this show has, like, insane, like, the messages that this show gives, they all, like, 90% of them right. come from Iroh's mouth, dude. Straight up, dude. <laughs> His dad rejected him, but but Iroh had him. Oh God, my heart. God, it's so, so good. General uh, Zhao kills one of the spirits, doesn't he? He rolls up and is like, "What up? I'm here in the you know the sacred ancestral pond. <laughs> what up? It's your boy. Oh, these are the moon and water spirits. Yeah, fries one of them, and he kills the moon spirit. Yeah, and the moon vanishes." Until the moon's gone, it's gone. There's no moon. Everything is red. Yeah, it goes red. I almost forgot about that shit, dude. Yeah, it gets wacky. Um, and then it's like, oh wait, it turns out that Sokka's girlfriend, the princess, uh, like died when she was a kid. It sucks to be every character in it's, this show. It really it turns out does, dude. Because she like died as a kid, and then the moon spirit like gave her life again. Yep. And it turned out that it was so that she could become the new moon spirit. So fucked up, dude. And so she transcends her physical form and becomes the new moon spirit. That's rough, buddy. And becomes the moon. <laughs> and now the moon's back. She literally is the moon. She's the moon. My girlfriend turned into the moon. God damn it, dude. And then, uh, oh, dude, uh, like, when Iroh says, like, when he's screaming at Zhao, and he's like, Zhao, if you do this, I will, like, he basically says, like, if you fucking kill this spirit, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And it's like fuck with the dragon of the pure West. rage from Iroh. Yeah, you don't really see him pissed off like that too much. And then, um, and then Aang turns into a freaking kaiju. Yeah, dude, and just destroys and 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 kills kills Zhao. He like turn he merges with the water spirit. Yeah, and just turns into this giant like catfish thing i was pretty blown away when i saw that for the first time and he just starts destroying things yeah and then yeah he grabs zhao and like this scene was always like whoa when i was a kid especially watching as a kid yeah (laughs) because zuko's there Mm -hmm. and he's he like zhao gets grabbed and they're literally like zuko reaches out to save him to save zhao yeah oh wow Puts his arm out there and he's like, grab my hand. And Zhao looks at him for a minute. Mm-hmm. He rejects it. And yeah. then doesn't. And he gets fucking, fucking taken under. And dies. 
any yeah basically yeah as far as as far as you know and the yeah. sh- purposes of the show he's dead yeah yeah that, that shit had me holding my head at when i f- saw that for the first time um that was nuts and ang deals with that yeah in in season 2 if i remember correctly it he's... all like i mean he it stems from like his use of the avatar state yeah i think the first episode of the second season is about like a earth kingdom general who wants to like turn the avatar state into like a military power yes he's like he's he's like we need to trigger you to go into the avatar state because that's gonna win us the war right and he's immediately like using katara he's like all right i'm gonna go kill sokka and katara now unless you stop me jesus christ dude like these are the the effects of war like (laughs) i mean like straight up so so getting into season two, first off, do you have a, a favorite season out of the show? Um, I mean, book two, I think, is just... It's nuts, man. So good. Like, I really, 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 really like book three a lot. Yeah. But I think if you were to, like, put a gun to my head and tell me to choose... <laughs> I think I would have to pick. Like I don't have one to your head right now. Oh, I forgot. He it's hasn't like gotten it. to my head. Um, <laughs> no, I think I would have to pick book two yeah. as my favorite. Can you tell me why you think that is? Um, just like their travel is is insane. The way they like, like, because you, you get a this, lot. You get, there's a lot territory. that happens in book two. Like the swamp. Yeah. Um, They go through the swamp. They pick up Toph. They go through. Even before that, they go to. Uh, they find. Well, they go to um, Omashu, I think, in, in book one. Book one. And then they return in book two, and it's. Yeah, they it's go. Fire they, Nation. They, yeah. you, I mean, come on! You're telling me that your the best season is not the season that has the the Cave of Two Lovers with oh, uh, with the God. traveling hippie band. Yes. Yes. Two lovers forbidden from one another. A war divides their people. Fucking amazing. It's dude. so good. Don't um, let the caving <laughs> get you down, Sokka. God. Don't let the falling rocks turn your smile into a frown. When the tunnels in the darkest, <laughs> that's when. You need a clown. Hey. I used to be able to play this on my <laughs> it's guitar. So dude. Good. It's bow, so bow, good. It's so good. Fucking amazing. But yeah, like you get that travel. You get Azula's introduced. Um, wow, talk about a fucking terrifying. Talk character. about an antagonist. Yeah. Um, Legendary voice actress. Yeah, Great Lyle. She's. I mean, just so many roles. It's like I can't even. Yeah, man. It's, ama- it's amazing. Um, You're watching something animated. She's probably she's in probably it. She's probably in it. You, oh, you like Scooby-Doo? Right. Cool. She's there. <laughs> That's where they traveled to Pandora and James <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, like, the Serpent's Pass is super cool. Wow, yeah. That episode fucked me up. That's, immig- that's like, immigration. immigration. Um. Like all of the bossing say stuff. Everything in bossing say. I mean, even fucked. before you get to bossing say, the desert. What's the library called? Yeah, the library. Uh, it's like, 
I think it's just called like the Great Library or something like that. Yeah. I know like the dude the spirit that's inside it is like Wan Shi Tong. Oh my god. Wan Shi Tong is scary as yeah, dude. fuck. Um but then yeah, and that's then you get lose, to like losing Appa. Talk about like emotional damage to the heart. I don't like it's really hard to rewatch Appa's Lost Day. Oh his last days. It's it's just Dude, I'll cry. The paw print of Appa in Bossing Say yeah. and then Momo sleeping inside of it. Oh, oh my god, dude. Like the Bossing Say shit is just. Well, that's, like... what, that's what I'm saying. You, and then you finally get to Bossing Say, and then in a fucking kids' show, they're like, hey, we're going to throw in a bunch of political intrigue. It's like insane. It's it's so much. Hey, the king actually has no power here, and it's I rule it in a shadow government with my secret police. It's so scary. What? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, by the way, we have actual re-education camps underneath a lake. Lake Lao Guy. What? Oh, dude. We capture citizens off the streets that cause problems, and we take them underground, and we put we, we flash a light in front of their head, and we uh, reprogram their brains. It's so scary, dude. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's real bad. This is like insane to put into a kid's show. Like, did you even understand what was happening when you were a kid? Were you just like, or were you just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I, like, I don't, I don't, I knew, like, I was like, what, I was like, this is insane. Yeah, it's just like, this isn't what's supposed to happen. Does this happen? Yeah, it definitely, happen. like, raises questions in your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Definitely makes you wonder about uh, government. Yeah. <laughs> What is the secret police called? The um, Rocking. They're called the um, Dai Dai Li. Dai Li, yeah, dude. It's always a bitch when you see the Dai Li show up in that show. You're like, here we, oh shit, here we go again. There is no war in Bossing Say. What do you call? It? Yeah, just the propaganda, like the whole like the brainwashing, like, and then the, also the city is like divided into castes. Y- yeah, there's, there's like. like three rings and there's like poor middle class right and like business and then like wealthy and like government types and that's all in the center it's like the, yeah. the top one percent pretty much. yeah like what like this show came out in 2005 yeah well this season i think was like 2006 and it's immediately shouting at you this is how things are. Like this isn't. This isn't just happening in this cartoon. It's like, insane. Keep your eyes open for this yeah. shit. It definitely instills it into your head to keep an eye out for. It's nuts. Like I can't. I. I think I might agree with you that it's the best, just because of how much they put you through, dude. Yeah. And they really step up. The characters all step up in different ways. Um, the the lessons step up like like that the immigration one dude the serpents yeah. pass is so yeah. it's like they can't get passage into the great city to be comfortable mm-hmm. they got to take this dangerous road where you you might fucking die oh like, by the way there's a snake there's a giant ser- like water serpent that's in the that's in the water and it will eat you oh, oh by the God. way you have to use a fucking a water bender to bend the water around you so you can actually walk in underwater to get through no, I would have turned around. I would have been like, bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that shit's insane, dude. And then, you know, like, the fucking political stuff happens, and then there's a coup. They literally do a coup. They do. 
(laughs) (laughs) It's just insane. And just there's so much stuff going on, too. Like, like we talk about we talked about earlier how like characters that they introduce in the first book in these like episodic moments. Right. Really do come back in main plot ways. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, Dude. Jet. So I mean, yeah, like we talk about how like we. I mean, we didn't even really talk about Zuko and Iroh's journey at all. We didn't really yeah. talk about anybody's journey at all, really, aside from like me. Yeah, we just like jumped there. into the big like themes happening in book. But two, like but... at the start of book two, Zuko and Iroh meet up with Zuko's sister, who's been sent to help them. Right. Air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. And she hates them. Oh, yeah. And they end up going on the run. Complete resentment. She's just immediately like, I'm everything you should be, Zuko. And Mm -hmm. I'm respected. Yep. I'm I'm so good. I have blue fire. I have blue fire. I can do lightning bending. She's scary, dude. She's a fucking, yeah. She's psychotic, dude. Absolutely. But, so they end up going rogue. Yeah. And they dude the cut, scene, cut the, yes, oh yeah the scene they go rogue and they cut their ponytails off uh huh and then it's literally like twelve or so episodes of them just like walking around through the Earth Kingdom yeah like we'll we'll be seeing bits and pieces of them showing up on Aang's journey yeah with Guitar and yeah everybody. but like you get their journey of like. Iroh trying to tell Zuko to just let go of like yeah the Avatar shit and just right. live your life, and they finally get to bossing say and Iroh gets a tea shop. It's like everything he ever needed. And it's amazing. Zuko starts working in the tea shop. His name is Lee. Yeah, and don't you love how much Iroh is just like. He's so happy about this simple life. He's yeah, like, dude. He loves it. The Jasmine Dragon. Yeah, oh, dude. So good. But you know, as we're as he's you know working one day, a dude comes into the Jasmine Dragon and he sees Zuko mm-hmm. and he recognizes him. And it's and it turns out that it's Jet from the first season. He's like a freedom fighter. Yeah. Who was who hated the Fire Nation. It was it was basically a group of kids whose parents were all killed, killed by Fire Nation types, and so, and they, so they were gonna yeah. like flood a village, right? That the Fire Nation had overtaken and, and kill everybody in it. That's that's like a one. That's one of the one episode adventures in season yeah. one. It's like, hey, here's this group of people who have been like forever wronged, and is, now it, is it morally okay for them to wipe out an entire village of people that are innocent, but there are also bad guys there? It's crazy. It's the trolley problem. Yes. That's literally what it and is. And so, like, he comes, and he was kind of changed by his actions from there as well. Yeah. And so he's in Ba Sing Se, and he sees Zuko, and he recognizes him, and he starts causing a scene. Yeah. Because he sees him firebend to yeah. warm his tea up. Yeah. And they get into a fight, a sword fight. Yep. Um... And then he gets arrested because he was causing a scene. Because mm-hmm. obviously he's not a firebender. Right. His name's Lee. Duh. Oh, he was warming up his tea? That's pretty funny because he works in a fucking, a fucking tea, tea shop. Fucking tea shop, dude? Come on, dickhead. We're going we're gonna to take you down to Lake Lake. Anyway, it's time, for, <laughs> it's time for brain reconditioning. <laughs> oh, my God. And he dies. And he dies. He, he's dead by the end of the second season. Yep. Um, 
which is kind of he fucking helps insane. everybody out, and then turns out he was reprogrammed to be like a sleeper agent. Yeah, but he breaks his conditioning. Fucking insane. And then he dies. Oh my god. Book two is nuts. <laughs> like, like seriously, like Appa gets taken. Like they find, like we didn't even talk about the library. They go into, the, they find this mystic library in the middle of the fucking desert that Toph holds up with right. her hands using her earth. We Toph is introduced. She's like a blind earthbender. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to. We didn't talk about Toph at all. Uh, Toph is a fucking powerhouse like i love Toph. the blind bandit <laughs> she's introduced as like an underground like earthbending fighter yeah uh the boulder <laughs> and then she fucking... just she just kicks ass she's like a 12 year old girl blind 12 yeah. year old girl and then she joins up again with the gang teaches ang earthbending they find this mystic library in the desert they fucking hold she holds it up from the outside yeah they all go in and check it out they find out that there's going to be a solar eclipse mm-hmm. coming within, like, a year. Yeah. And that it'll, like, knock out firebending for, like, oh, an yeah. hour. And they're like, this is our chance. Sokka, Sokka is immediately, like... War chief mode? Tactician status activated. Yeah. And just as, like, we need to plan out an invasion on this day at this time, blah, blah, blah. Before uh, Sozin's Comet... Comes. Yeah, yeah, they're trying. Yeah, they're trying like, to... There's a solar eclipse, but yeah. then there's like a comet coming that's gonna like Boost. times. Ten, it's like Kaioken times twenty. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So they find all out all that shit, and then while that's happening, a bunch of like sand bending bandits show up and they steal Appa because Toph like. She, she tries to fight back, but she can't. She can't see because she, she can't see. And also, when she stops holding on to the cast, like the, the library, it falls into the sand. Right. So she's stuck. And she just has, dude. This scene of her like holding up the building as she's crying, <coughs> saying like, "I'm sorry, Appa." Dude, breaks my fucking heart. And then they get out, and Ang has like a fucking Avatar state outburst. Yeah. Uh huh. When he's going to try and find Appa. Yeah. The way that there was like two episodes of him just like flying through the desert on his glider looking for Appa. Yeah, dude. It's fucked up. It hurts a lot. And then when you see what happened to Appa, yeah. It, it, it hurts a lot. He didn't have it easy at all. And he gets captured by the fucking Dai Li. Yeah, dude. It's fucked. And all this comes to a giant. Giant conclusion, they raid Lake Loud Guy. Zuko's there. Well, Zuko, we have this whole Zuko alone episode where Zuko's like seriously going through it. Like he's like re- trying to reprogram himself. Yeah. It, throughout the season. Because his entire life he's just been trying to like live up to his father's expectations. Yeah. Do you remember the episode? It's like he's I don't know if it's Zuko alone or it's not. It's when he's like with the family. That's Zuko That's alone. Zuko alone. I'm talking about the one where he gets he gets sick. Like he's fighting off a fever, so because he's like changing. Because he does, yeah. So that what hap- <laughs> what causes that is the Zuko alone episode. No, he go- that's when they're in Bossing Say. Yeah, okay. he goes into Lake Lao Guy as like the blue spirit, right? And finds Appa, right? And he's like, oh, now I can get the Avatar. Yeah, this uh-huh. I have his Bison and Iroh's there, and yeah. that's when we get the think Zuko. 
Oh. And then he, he tells him, you know, you have to think about what it is. You have to start thinking about what it is that you want. Yeah. And just, oh, my I'll God. I'll cry right now. No, dude. like, legit. <laughs> Seriously, I can't. I can't. It's time to start looking um, inward, man. Yeah, looking oh. inward and ask yourself the big questions. Who are you and what do you want? It's happening. I'm going to start bawling. And Zuko, like... He screams and he cuts the chains for yeah. Appa and lets him go. It's so good, dude. It's like his first, like, really real, like, positive karma thing that yeah. he's done. Right, yeah. And he, his body repays him for it by going into, like... A stasis. Like, <laughs> like uh, he falls into, like, a coma. Yeah. And almost dies because he does one good act. <laughs> I was like, you're going to make it. Come on, Zuko. <laughs> You got it, bro. It's insane. It's nuts, man. But it's like I think it's just showing how hard it is. Yeah, to break how yeah how family difficult it is to change and and breaking your family's expectations of you. Yeah, and becoming into your own. It's like it's a hard thing to do. And I think they were oh, just definitely. really pushing that. Yeah, for sure um, on Zuko's character. But such a beautiful arc he goes through until we get. To and well, that happens, and then you know the end of the fucking. Everybody season. gets like they send let like everybody gets letters sent to them. Yeah. When they're at Bossing Say, and it's like, uh, Sokka gets a letter from his dad saying like, "Hey, come help me do some battle plans," and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go do that." Uh, Toph gets a letter from her parents saying that they want to like meet up with her and talk. Yeah, because she like abandoned her family because she, she didn't did wanna... straight leave. Well, she didn't want to be like a prissy little rich girl because her parents didn't accept her. They didn't think she could do anything by herself either because yeah. she's blind. But she's yeah. like, we didn't meant. I mean, if you're listening to this, you know what's up. But she, she can, can see through she, her yeah, she the just, vibrations yeah. in the earth. She was taught by like badger moles how to earth bend. So fucking cool, <laughs> dude. Um, but yeah, she gets a letter from her parents saying, "Hey, I want to talk to you." Come meet me. So she goes, and then Ang gets a letter from a from like a guru. Yeah, who's like, "Hey, I'm a spiritual guru. I was friends with your mentor with Monk Gyatsu. Yeah, dude. Um, I come meet me at this air temple, and I'll help you unlock your chakras and achieve the avatar state. Yes. And he's like, "Okay, well, I'll go do that." And so Katara's like, "Oh, well, I'll stay here. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here." And uh dude, it's straight up. It's straight up. They literally episode five. They literally split the party. Yeah, Ang's on some Luke Skywalker shit. Yeah, and <clears throat> Ang goes and does his spirit training, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Unlocking the chakras. Um, I can't remember exactly what Katara does. I can't really either. I think it's just well. I think by that point in time, she gets captured. Yeah. Pretty quickly after this. Well, because like they the letters get sent out, and then it's like, oh, by the way, Azula has infiltrated the uh, city as the Kyoshi warriors <sighs> with her friends, and they she's, are they, she's uh, got it on lockdown by the end, and of the season. they've taken over the the city. Yeah, and uh-huh. they have the Daily under their control. Yeah, just because she's Azula, and you know, yeah, and so I think they call they basically like call Katara to the like building like to the king's chambers or whatever <coughs> and then she just gets arrested yeah i think okay um she gets thrown down in the cell with she zuko. gets yeah she gets put into a cell and zuko's there and they talk and they start you know emotionally bonding yeah which is you know rare 
<laughs> it's yeah. Well, it's rough at first. Cause she's like, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah, fuck and you. Everything, everything you are, everything you are, and everything you've done to you've chased us yeah. for like the past year and a half. Yeah, like relentlessly. And then, then they have a beautiful moment. Yeah, dude. She's about to. She has this like water from the pool that like the the spirit fish are in. Yeah, that has like super healing properties. And she's literally like about to. Heal his scar. Heal his scar away. Which is kind of insane. And then, like, the the wall, like, breaks open. hmm And chaos ensues. Oh, yeah. Um, they're about to be, she's about to be, like, executed, right? I don't know if they're walking her to that. I don't remember what Because I just remember exactly he gets, because Aang gets, like, the vision. Yeah. He sees her, like, in danger. Right. It's at the same time he's trying to unlock that certain the chakra. Fi- it's the final one that he needs where he lets go of his earthly tethers. And she is one and of his she, biggest and earthly he tethers. Like, he, like, feels that she's in pain using, like, Avatar spirit world yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Dude, but, like, the cosmic Aang. Can we just talk about cosmic Aang? And then the way he, like, falls. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking amazing. And then he's like, I have to go. And Guru Patik is like, no, don't go, Aang. You have to finish your training. That's the... that's. It's the... literally episode five. Yeah, that's the Star Wars And moment. he goes. <clears throat> Toph, meanwhile, goes to meet her parents. And uh, turns out it's actually bounty hunters. It's a trap. You, It's a trap. And you've been placed inside a metal... Uh, cage. Ha ha, you dumb bitch. You can't get out. You stu- you oh you might be the world's greatest earthbender, but what <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do when you're covered in metal? Just gonna fucking Oh, bend I'll just it, fucking bro. learn how to bend the metal. <laughs> Dude, like it's so cool. The fact that Toth Toth becomes the first metal bender. It's so cool, dude. Just because somebody put her in a box. She's able to just like feel out the fine imperfections in the metal. Yeah insane dude so good becomes um, very useful <laughs> so she does that ang comes back to the city it's like the big convergence at the very end yeah feels so epic dude like and like no seriously it, it took really the does. scope of the first season and and doubled it almost yeah. it's nuts and it just it collides in such a way ang's there they're fighting that azula and yeah. tylee and mai her friends yeah azula's got tylee and mai which we we get more characterization on mm-hmm. these characters even they're like non-bending friends of hers yeah. that are kind of like her lackeys tylee is is a crazy character cuz she introduces she can like block your like chi points to yeah. where like you can't bend yeah and it really is a bitch whenever you see her pop up. Yeah. She's, she'll just she fucks hit, people up immediately. Hit, hit your arm and it goes numb and you can't do shit. Yeah. Yep. So she's rolling with them in the fight. Yeah. And then, you know, Zuko's fighting with Katara, like, on her side. Like, they're fighting together. Yeah. Uh, and then Aang is like, you know, I, this is my moment to end it. And he starts ascending. Yeah, dude. Into the Avatar state. Uh... And then Azula's like, you activated my trap card. Yep. <clears throat> lightning bending. Taste my lightning, fucker. <laughs> yeah, dude. And uh, Ang dies. Yeah, no, straight up. He and, dies. and he dies. And Ang Ang dies. He's a he's an eleven year old child and he died. He's killed. 
That's the end of book two. And he dies. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the act. That's, and he, a, that's how and it like, ends. Like <laughs> Katara takes hit. Like Zuko turns on Katara. She feels so betrayed. But yeah. She, like, they escape. I, can you imagine? Do you remember how you felt as a viewer yeah. after Zuko gives you that moment where he's like, you're like, finally, finally, he he's, came he, through yes. so much in book yes. two, and then he fucking plunges again. <laughs> It hurts so bad. But this is why it makes him like one of the most unique characters. Yeah. And then they, her and Aang escape. I can't remember how. I think uh, dude, don't they just grab Iroh her body? Up. Iroh's there too, right? Yeah, Iroh is there because he leads Toph there because yeah, he gets yes. his Toph moment. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. you're right. Yeah. So yes, Iroh brings Toph there. He fights them off, and then yeah. Toph, I think, grabs them and they leave together. Yes. Um. And then Katara uses that spirit water to revive Aang. And we're so happy. We're so happy she didn't use it on Zuko's face. And we're so happy Can you that imagine? he still has that scar. That would have been the end of the show. But now <laughs> Aang has scars. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's got a big old... It's scary, like, dude. circle on his back. Yeah. And on his foot from where the lightning trailed out. So now in season three, he's got to deal with the fact that he died. He's yeah, like, yeah, I died. My man's been in a coma for like... What is it like three months or He's something like that? He's got a full head of hair when yeah. he wakes up in, in season three. Yeah. So that's that's season. Yeah, it, season two's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, we just talked for I think like thirty minutes about season two alone. Yeah, it's that that can I, they build Zuko so much, and they break you down at the very end with that. Speaking of just breaking you down, we didn't even talk about like one of the like episodes they did that is just like an episode to fill time. Yeah. Was like the tales of Bossing say. Oh, oh God! And it's just oh, no. you know. Oh, here's the tale of this character, and it's just like a day in the their life in the town. Yeah. And one of them is the tale of Iroh, and it's him walking around Bossing say. He like gets he, he like a dude attempts to mug him, and he like points out that the dude's footwork is bad. Yeah. He's like, no, dude, you need to like put point your feet outwards, plant your feet. Like, nobody's going to take you seriously if you do that. Right. Uh, he, like, helps some kids who, like, their ball that they're playing with gets, like, stuck in somebody's, like, yard or something. Yeah. Um, and then he goes up to this hilltop where there's just, like, this really nice tree. And he just sets up a picture of his son. And he <sighs> burns some incense. And he just sings a song and just cries during it. It's and fucked up. His son died in war. Yeah, his son died in like the big war. Well, he spends that whole day helping people, and before he sings the song, he says, "Happy birthday, my son." I'm sorry that I <laughs> failed you. If and I'm, then he oh just starts God, singing, and as it zooms out on him, it just fades to like a sepia tone, and it turns into like a painting almost, and it just says, "In memory of Mako, who was like Iroh's original voice actor." who like died during the recording of season two like he finished season two but before they could do season three he died it's it hurts so bad dude like talk about emotional damage that's two episodes (laughs) in season two that i will just cry like every time watching yes um yeah dude so so season two is the last time we hear Mako's beautiful voice. Yep, he's replaced by Greg Baldwin, who did really, really good. He does fantastic. He did so good that they used him for Samurai Jack. He was, I mean, five. he was one of Mako's like understudies. That's what I heard. Yeah, and I didn't even know that beforehand. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Um, 
Oh God, yeah, Tales of Bomb Sing Say is such a good episode. I um, like the episode, the part where like uh, Katara and Toph are walking around, and the there's like those super prissy chicks that walk past them and are like, yeah. "Oh, look at that fucking uggo bitch talking about so Toph." Bad, I know. And Toph like brushes it off or whatever, but then like Katara asks her again about it, and <clears throat> she's very clearly like distraught by yeah. it. Right, and she's just like, I can't see what I look like. That's so so like I can't yeah. tell if they're like being honest or not. Right, and then uh, <clears throat> or no, she says like I can tell when people are lying. Right, and they weren't lying. That's so fucked up. And Katara like makes her up and does yeah. her all pretty and tells her you know like you are pretty tough. Yeah, and uh. It's just like a really nice emotional tender moment between the two of them because they usually butt heads. They do, yeah. They're very, yeah. Because um, <clears throat> Katara is a very motherly like figure, and Toph is like, I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. That's the thing, man. I love. That's the one thing I love about Avatar is that it's like their found family. Yeah, is so, oh for sure so good. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, and the family just grows. The gang just grows throughout the yes. seasons. Um, yeah, season three is crazy. It starts off nuts. Like they I remember li- they starting. Wake, it, it wakes up and you're like, oh, by like we're it's wartime, pretty much. We're deep in Fire Nation territory. They're wearing like red clothes. Yeah. Aang has hair, man. I, I can't was... I, like I can't stress this enough. Yeah, Aang has <laughs> hair. It's so crazy, dude. It had me fucked up. I love all of their Fire Nation outfits. No, I'm not gonna lie. So good. They're fantastic. Um. So yeah, then they're like just floating around the Fire Nation pretty much for a while. And he like lo- the... is the first episode when he goes to school. I don't I think love it's the first. Episode. I think the first episode is like him waking up and like coming to grips with everything that happened in like the past right. three months. But I right. think like the second or third episode is when they get to that. Like I don't know if it's a colony or if it's like a town in the Fire Nation. Yeah, but they get there and. Uh, he enrolls as a, as a Kuzan. Kuzan, yeah, dude. It's the Footloose episode. Yeah, and then the <clears> fucking <throat> Sokka and Katara are his parents, Mister and Mrs. Hotman. Yeah, it. If we're talking about themes and stuff, that episode. Or sorry, Wang Fire. Wang Fire. Oh my god. And Sapphire Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Sapphire Fire. <laughs> um, I love his fucking beard, dude. Uh, so that episode's all about. Um, teaching history incorrectly yes. Revisionist as well. Revisionist history. Yeah. She, yeah, the teacher basically says that like all the like when the Fire Nation wiped out the Air Nomads, they had armies. Yeah. Like, oh, did they? And Aang was like, um, how is that possible when the Fire or when the Air Nomads were pacifists? She was like, what the fuck did you just say, dude? What are you talking about? How would you know that? Right. Right. Oh. He's like, oh, I'm from a Fire Nation colony in the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> That's actually an interesting excuse. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I love the end of that episode. He gets all the Fire Nation kids yep. together. They have a dance party. Dude, when him and Katara dance. That oh. is a beautiful scene. Oh, it, it lives in my head forever. I love their little dance off. I, I just love their, like, how their relationship builds up over the course of the three seasons. Right. He's still like fucking up in season two, but this is when it really starts to kind of form itself, mm-hmm. you know, by the end. Um, it's really crazy to see um, Zuko at the beginning of season three. 
He's in a position where he's gotten he's everything gotten he everything wanted. everything that he ever wanted. He's he's the Fire Nation's crown son again. Yeah, and yet he looks he's he's never emo been, as I was going to say, fuck. he's never been more hollow in his life. Right. He's with May. Um, May was an ex of his, and they, they rekindled their love um, once he came back to the Fire Nation. Could, Azula even gives him the credit. She does. I know. She says, oh, Zuko killed the Avatar. Right. Until they find out that he's not dead, and she's like, "Man, that really sucks." That sucks that I that, that I told him that, that I told him that you killed him, and then you didn't kill him. Oh my God, Azula is so manipulative uh... and terrible. But yeah, dude, and like Zuko's so troubled. Our man Iroh is in prison. He's just locked up in a cell, dude. And Zuko visits him like nightly, and he doesn't say a fucking word. Like that silent. was the closest person to you. Looking at how they acted in season two and how close they were at the tea shop yeah. to that is soul-crushing, dude. Yeah, dude. And then he leaves, and then all Iroh does is start working out. It's so cool. I was like, shit's going to pop off. He is fucking big. The way he just like grabs the bars above his cell and just starts pulling himself up. He's like, yeah, no, he said, it's go time. Mm-hmm. It's fucking go time. He was preparing, dude. He was yeah, like, he was. He's like, I'm waiting for the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's like, fuck all y'all now. I'm out of here, dude. Yeah, man. Zuko, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Zuko's character arc, man. He gets what he wants, but it turns out it was never really what he wanted all along. And he had to get it to to, to realize that. Mm-hmm. And it all culminates at the day of the Black Sun. Yeah. And that's what we were... Yeah, uh, they were preparing for that even in season two. Yeah. And it finally comes, and it's a huge... Every ally they've ever made comes together. That's like the mid-season They literally get like the swamp dudes. The swamp dudes from season one roll up. They roll up, and they're like, what's up? We're going to bend. We have have our big swamp monster. Yeah, dude. Sokka's father's tribe is there. They got like the... um, the guy that like was designing the airships, he designed those tank, like the underwater tanks. Yeah, they had a, a whole plan to get through the Fire Nation. Like this, they is were like, we just we need to the pop- capital. They're like we can't start fighting until the bending goes away. We need to pop up as soon as that goes away. Right, right, and. It's tense, dude. Dude, the way that like that fir- like the landing invasion fight happens some d-day shit dude. literally but then they <laughs> and but then things get eerie when they like progress further into the town and they realize yes. that nobody is there yeah they're like oh cool and they get to the throne room and azula is there oh cool <laughs> she's like follow me dickheads But she like fucks up with she like fucks with Sokka's head hard. Yeah, super bad. Yeah. Toph's like, I can't tell if she's lying or not. That's how good Azula is. That's how psychotic she is. Toph can't even tell. Meanwhile, Zuko, who's been like fighting with all of his inner turmoil, has finally come to the decision that he needs to hold on. Yeah. I didn't even talk about this. He finds the scrolls of his of his like lineage essentially. Yep. Uh-huh. He gets to learn about his grandfather on his mom's side. You mean the Avatar? Oh, Avatar Roku, <laughs> the previous Avatar? Yeah, dude. 
Yes. So crazy. I, and he, oh my God. He learns how the Avatar was great friends with his grandfather, Sozin. Love that episode. Or great grandfather. Um, they grew up together. They were the best friends, tighter than anybody could be. And then uh, Sozin was like, oh, I'm going to take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And Roku finds out he's the Avatar and he has to go start training. And by the time he gets back, Sozin's like, dude. While you were gone, I got this great idea. I just decided, why wouldn't, why don't I rule everything? Like we're so good, the Fire Nation's so good. Why we should just? Why share, can't everyone be? Why Fire can't Nation? we share our advancements with the world? <laughs> Roku's like, whoa, now <laughs> take it, take it easy here, buddy. Dude, the way he like holds him up and is like, if you do this, yeah, the next time we meet, we won't be friends. Right. I will be the Avatar. Yeah. Dude, it gives me goosebumps just Ugh. thinking about it, man. And that, but then you get like the final, like the last time they saw each other was when the volcano started to like erupt. Yeah. And Ro- Roku's trying to evacuate his family and his death sucks. The people so on his bad. island and everything. And yeah. Sozin shows up and helps him with his dragons. And then. Before he before Roku can leave, he fucking succumbs to the toxic fumes. Yeah. And Sozin leaves him there to die. He's like, later, loser. He's like, if I save you, you're just gonna stop my plans. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, so who who's gonna be the next avatar? It's gonna be an, oh, airbender? It's an airbender? Time to plan my genocide. Let and me reiterate like, the last airbender. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when like Zuko is like everything that I've been doing has been wrong. Yeah. Everything I've been taught is incorrect. And then his confrontation with... Um... And so, yeah, during the whole time that, like, Zuka, or Azula is fucking with the gang, Zuko meets with... Uh, he, he knows where Ozai's really yeah. uh, hold up at. And he meets with them and he <clears throat> tells them, hey, I'm done. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Yeah. I'm leaving to go t- train the Avatar firebending. You fucking love it. And we're going to stop you. And Ozai's like, you're not going to do shit. And shoots lightning at him. And dude. This moment. Oh my God. So when good. Zuko takes the lightning in and just. Uh, zap. And redirects it. Beautiful. Finally. The technique that Iroh taught him that one can only do when they are like pure. Of like conscious, yes. Oh, it was in that very moment that he was, he was clear. Yes, and that that was the only moment he could have done it. It's it's amazing, dude. Oh my god! And then he and then he just looks at him like, yeah, yeah. And then he leaves. And then he leaves. Yeah. Oh, dude. Um, shout out Mark Hamill for voicing Ozai. Mark Hamill as Ozai is so good. Pretty incredible performance Um, as always. Yeah, and then the bending comes back. Yep, and they have to leave. It's like, yeah, okay, we got to get the. F- we failed. Turns out that the invasion sucks. sucked. Yeah, can it? This one's crap. Yeah, for real. It hurt too. Oh, to now the it. now we have to watch out for the comet. Yeah, so it's comet time. Now, now it's like it's like oh yeah the the day of black sun happens now in like three months time there's gonna be a comet that appears that uh like times five multiplies. 
firebending power. And Ozai has just lost it at this point. He's like, oh, I'm just going to burn everything down. I'm I, I'm no longer the Fire Lord. <laughs> I've become the Phoenix King. Talk about delusions of grandeur pushed yeah. to the absolute yeah. edge. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. That's like the halfway point throughout season three. Yeah. Then it's which like, is we insane. Need, yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of book three is. Zoo, like they they post up in this like underground or like this air temple that's like built upside down underneath a like a cliff. Oh my gosh, the world design. The dude. Western air temple is so cool. And then they get attacked by this like recurring antagonist that they've had. Like boom, Combustion what? man, Sparky Sparky Boom Sparky boom. Sparky Boom Boom man. And uh yeah. Zuko pay like Zuko hired this dude originally. Yeah. But then, like, tried to call it off. And he's like, no. And, yeah. And fucking Sokka kills this dude. Yeah, he does. Sokka, like, because this man man has, like, his form of firebending is, he doesn't talk. Yeah. His form of firebending is, like, he's got this tattoo on his head of an eye. And he literally just looks at you and, like, like, clenches his eye. Like, he, like, tenses. And it's like a like a, he just creates explosions. Oh yeah! Like it's like he just shoots like a bullet at you. It's crazy. And Sokka just happens to throw his boomerang right at the same time that Combustion Man shoots his boom. Don't fail me now. And it hits him right in the head, and it causes like a feedback, and is just it pop pop. You don't see it obviously because right. this is a kids show that aired right. in two thousand seven. <laughs> but he he dies. Yeah, dude. Uh, shout out Sokka becoming like the biggest badass by dude, the end dope. of this season. He's dope. He becomes a sword master and everything. He's got, he's got a fucking meteorite sword. It's made out of meteorite. It's so fucking cool, dude. Oh, I mean the white lotus stuff. Yeah, dude. We There's haven't just even so touched on much, it. dude. Um, yeah, man. Like just, Zook, just say like, like during the first half of it. Like there's still things popping off, but you're getting a lot of um, interaction between Zuko, Azula, May, Tylee, mm-hmm. getting some inner, inner like turmoil stuff between the two of them. As I say, like most of the time throughout the first half of book three, they're mostly just chilling on that like, like at least the gang are. They're like chilling on that like rocky or like that like grassy rock in the middle of nowhere. Right? It's his. Uh, it's Zuko's old like summer home. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the like Ang and the gang, like for the first half of, okay. of like book three, they're on that like island, right? That like, grassy so. island yeah. where he like has the nightmares. Yeah, because he's he start. It's like yeah, I gotta fight this guy in like three months. Yeah, so that's a whole episode where Ang can't sleep because <laughs> he's Fire just Fire Lord dreams. Oh and dude, God. like as we start getting closer to the end of the season, it becomes Ang's like I have to kill I have to somebody. Kill somebody. Right? Like, I gotta murder Like, there's somebody. no way that I can just, like, knock this man out. And that's when we get introduced to an awesome, an awesome well, detail have... about the Avatar where you can talk, you can talk to talk your past, to your past selves lives, yeah. with well, the spiritual connection. Yeah, and he just, he <laughs> talks to all of them, and each one gives them, like, a different retelling of, like, an event that happened in their life. But they're all, at the end of it, they're all, like, yeah. I I would kill Ozai. Yeah, dude. He asks he asks Roku and Roku's like, "Yeah, no, I would like it, I 
he's like, I failed as an avatar because I didn't kill Sozin when I had the chance. Right. Yeah, dude. You should kill Ozai. And he's like, well, I don't want to ask you, actually. I'm going <laughs> to... We're going to go farther I'm back. I'm going to go ask Kiyoshi. Yeah. And then Kiyoshi's like, I literally killed a dude for no... Just because I felt like it once. <laughs> you should... I, I, would, I would crush Ozai with, like, my pinky. Yeah, dude. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to ask the previous... Um, waterbender then avatar corrupt he's like i just chilled and he's like i i was a pretty laid-back avatar but i didn't you know that means i didn't take my problems too seriously and it ended up causing me to lose like my loved ones yeah so i'd probably kill ozai right and he's like i didn't really want to hear that so let me go ask the previous airbending avatar avatar Uh yang chen she's an airbender she's a pacifist like me right she'll understand and she's like yeah I understand that you're a pacifist and that you don't want to do this, but there's some things you just kind of have to do for the balance of the world. Yeah. He's like, all right. I would kill Ozai. He's just like, fuck. (laughs) It's so bad, dude. He's like taking on that weight. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Zuko meeting up with the gang after... Well, yeah, I mean, after that's that's his whole purpose. After he kind of betrays, he shows Ozai up, to his face, shows up, pre like for like begs for forgiveness from everybody. Katara's like, I fucking hate you, you fucking piece of you shit, bitch. If I find out that you're it, like, it takes her a long time. She's like, if I see you doing anything to Ang, I'm gonna fucking cut off your dick with an <laughs> icicle. <laughs> with an icicle, dude. Everybody, um, everybody ends up getting a Zuko adventure, except Toph. Except off, she's very upset about it. Actually, um, but yeah, he teaches. He starts to teach Ang firebending. They go learn firebending from the last two remaining dragons. Amazing. They meet like the Sun Tribe, and they like Iroh was the last person to mm-hmm. find them, and because Iroh was, you know, the guy who killed the last dragon. Yeah, or so you thought. Or so you thought. And because Zuko's like unable to firebend anymore, right? Yeah, that's like a part of his like him him trading sides. Is he just that, used like, anger? He was using anger to fight, and now that he's let go of his anger, he can't produce flames anymore. So they go and learn about how flames can be used for like creation purposes, and oh yeah, how beautiful the flame is. It can come yeah. from love and. Absolutely. Oh my god, the scene of them being surrounded by the dragons. I love it, dude. The colorful <sighs> yes. flames Green, spiraling. Blue, purple, pink, <clears throat> red, the orange. Fucking, the dragon dance, man. Oh, so good. <coughs> Katara, and then like, you know, Katara's field trip with Zuko is that they go after the man who killed her mom. That episode's heavy as fuck. She's and this is like when we talk about how like oh Katara's gone through so much character growth throughout yeah. the show. You get to like the part where like her and Zuko are just looking for this dude. She like he uses some some information that he has to kind of track down where she could be. <laughs> they raid like a ship to get like his exact location. We didn't even talk about her bloodbending, dude. No, we didn't. Um the bloodbending episode? Yeah. She fucking they find this dude. He's an old man now at this point who just gets yelled at by his mom. Yeah. He's pathetic. He's just a pathetic, sad man. And she rolls up on this dude and literally 
stops all the rain around them. Oh my god, it's so cool. And is like, I'm the daughter of the woman you killed. And the dude is just crying on the ground. He basically is just like, kill me. Like, do it. Well, I thought he was begging for forgiveness. I think he said he was sorry, but like, I think he but like. But then he's like, I'm a. You know, like, I'm a, I suck. You know, like, my life is terrible anyways, you know. She pretty much, and she's like, yeah, you're a pathetic piece of garbage. Yeah. You, you can keep living like this. Yeah, and then she's like, you know, it'd be, it's, it'd be too, you know, you're better off like this. Yeah, right. And she leaves him, and Zuko's just like, damn. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's hot. <laughs> um, Dude, but she's also, like, she freezes the rain. And then she turns them into like, like da- icicles, yeah, like daggers. Dude, She's like, I can saying. literally impale you eighty nine times. We right went now. from this girl who couldn't even like water bend in the correct direction, right, to being able to like n- without looking at it manipulate all the water around her. And it shows like the fierceness, like the the anger and the hate that was inside of her. Yeah, it shows her her own ugly side. Because in, we didn't talk about it because there's just so much that happens in these seasons. But season two, she learns how to bloodbend by this. No, that's season three. <sighs> that is season three? That's season three. Because they're, they're in the, in the Fire, Fire Nation. Nation. Yeah, she learns that early season three then, I believe. She meets this, they meet this lady, this old woman who's like a waterbender. Yeah. Who, it turns out she was like a slave that is like a prisoner who escaped from like Fire Nation jail. Right. And she's just been living out in the woods ever since. And she teaches Katara all these different methods of, like, you know, you can draw the water out of the grass that you're around. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you don't have anything to fight with? Now you do. Right. And it kills all the grass, but now you have water. Right. Um, but then it turns out she teaches Katara, like, her final technique. Oh, yeah. And it's like a full moon and, you know, clear skies. And she's like, okay, here's my final technique. And she starts, like, controlling. The way she's contorting her fingers. What I don't remember if she's do Is she doing it to one of Katara? Like, is she doing it to one of the members of the gang? Or is she... I can't remember. She, managed, she maybe starts out on an animal or I think something. she's doing it to, like, a mouse, right? Yeah. She does it to a mouse and is controlling this mouse with its blood. Yeah. And manipulating the blood through its body. It looks painful. It sounds... Yeah. Horrendous. Katara is horrified, and the gang comes to her rescue, but then she starts bloodbending the gang. Yeah, dude. And making Sokka, like, come at her with a sword. Right. And it all culminates in Katara having to bloodbend. Right. And she bloodbends the other waterbender and, like, takes her down. Yeah. And it, like, traumatizes her, man. And also, she's like... Well, you did it now. I, 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 yep, I did like, what I, I wanted got, to. I got you to do it. I win. Yeah, she's like, I passed on my technique, and now yep. it'll live on. Yep. And Katara's like, cool, you fucking bitch. Thanks for traumatizing me, right. asshole. But then she, so that shows that she gives in to all this anger and hate. Mm-hmm. When they find the wrong captain, who they think is the guy who killed her mom, she blood bends this dude on, yeah. it's on sight. Yeah. Like, she, and... It it sounds like his bones are breaking, mm-hmm. dude. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. And I just love the visual of her, like the visual representation of her, like letting go, not necessarily letting go of the hate, but letting go of like the anger. Yeah. Of the hate when 
the daggers that she has pointed at this dude just melt. Right. And it, and the rain just and falls again. The rain again. keeps going yeah. again. Yeah. No, that's a great episode, man. There's um, just so much that happens. Sokka goes to prison. Sokka and Zuko dude, there's go at to least prison. two prison that's, breaks. That's two. Epi- well, there's yeah, there's a prison break in episode one. Yeah, but then there's also the boiling rock. The boiling rock is insane, dude. And they break in there to go save Sokka's girlfriend Suki, mm-hmm. one of the Kyoshi warriors, who then just becomes like main cast member after that, which is awesome. We love it. Suki's fucking amazing. Uh, but that's like a two-parter, and that ends with like Sokka and them escaping, mm-hmm. but also Azula losing like her top two lackeys. Yeah, not in, and it's just because they're like, we're done fucking working with you, dude. You suck. Yeah, like my my love of Zuko outweighs my fear of you. I love that, and just like they just come out and say, yeah, we only are working for you because we're. And scared. then Ty Lee just without even thinking, dude, just blocks Azula's chi. Yes, I love that part. It's like we can we can stand up to you, dude. We can take you, fucking <laughs> dick. It's so good. But yeah, I mean that pretty much just covers like the Zuko tales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then um, I mean a lot happens, but they go see a play. <laughs> yeah, that's like their, that's like your last fun episode. Yeah, before they're like, here's the four part ending. <laughs> Dude, the finale of this show is absolutely like one of the craziest things Can I've you ever. Imagine seen. that it only happens because Aang is down bad. <laughs> my fucking god dude legit if he if he wasn't like so pissed about like how him and Katara were he wouldn't have felt like he needed to run away that's true that's true and he would never have found the lion turtle yep the way that he that's so crazy like that shit fucked me up the first time I saw it he's granted this whole new technique he's like you don't you don't have a way to to resolve this. Let In me give you one. Years of ancient past, <laughs> we had the ability to bestow bending. You found the. New or it was one. like before bending, we bend the energy within ourselves. Yeah. Yes. And he gives it to him. God, it's so good. And then, but it's crazy because Ang disappears, and then the gang is like, "Welp." We still have to fucking fight these guys, or they're mm-hmm. going to destroy everything. Yep. And then, thank fucking God, Aang shows up like on the day. Yeah. On the minute he that to, he needs he to be sees there, where he needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that fight is just so fucking insane, dude. Ozai versus Aang is crazy, dude. That, One of like, the best the whole, fights. That whole, like the whole thing is is crazy, man. Because there's so much happening. At all at once. It's literally like Zuko and Katara are in the fucking capital of the Fire Nation fighting Azula. Sokka and Toph are on a fucking airship They're, taking yeah. down airships. Yeah, because Ozai's got a full fleet just ready to just burn everything. So they're one, taking yeah, down the fleet. One, I was going to say, because it shows he he's standing at like the foot of his blimp. Yeah. And he, the comet has activated, and he just holds his hand out, and he just, he literally creates like a fucking carpet bomb's worth of like flames. It's terrifying, dude. It's insane. And if one person can do that, think what the whole fucking army can yeah, do. Yeah, dude. 
So they're like, we got to take out these airships. Yeah. <laughs> so they're doing that. Aang shows up to fight fucking Ozai. And then it's literally everything is culminating at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's four episodes. This takes four episodes to resolve. Um, it's insane. Fucking Sokka and Toph are like literally, and Suki's there too. Yeah. They're like jumping from blimp. The blimps are falling and crashing into each other. Like we lose our beautiful meteorite sword. And <laughs> boomerang. And boomerang. They really make it feel like uh, it's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Um, even the first half of the Aang and Ozai Dude, fight. Aang gets bodied. He does. Hard. He's getting tossed the fuck around. Dude, the way that like. Toph is just hanging on to Sokka and she's blind and yeah. can't see she can't touch anything. So ah. like Sokka is her only tether to reality. Yeah, dude. Ugh. And she doesn't like being on those airships at all, anyways, because it's hard for her to see exactly what's going yeah. on. Dude, it's just nuts. So crazy. And then we we get the little table turn moment. When you go to the chiropractor and you say, Hey, <laughs> Can you do to me what Ozai did to Aang oh my in the middle God. of their fight? Where you hit him right in the middle of the back where your wound mark is. Yeah. And your chiropractor says, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You've never seen Avatar, bro? <laughs> Come on. He's, yeah, dude. He's like cocooned up in his rock ball. He's just like hiding and at Ozai this point. is just like. Laying it down. Punching the rock wall, just infusing each punch with fire. And until finally he breaks through and Aang just gets knocked back into, like, a rock wall behind them. Yeah. And the ro- one of the rocks just happens to hit, like, the pressure, like, the point where he got hit with lightning at that killed him. And it, like, activates his chakra point. And, <laughs> and just, his eyes go dude, glowing his, white. He just immediately goes into the Avatar state and just, like... Ozai shits his pants promptly. He, like, starts levitating... He creates like all the different, like he creates like a trail of like a, a ring of rocks around him, a ring of water around him, a ring of fire. And then he speaks with all the voices of all the avatars. And he's just like, Ozai, your transgressions have, you know, damaged the course of history permanently. You will pay. <laughs> you must pay the ultimate yeah. price. And he's like about, dude, but I love like before that when he first turns into the Avatar state, Ozai is like, he's poking his head up to the rock, and Aang's fucking hand comes out <laughs> grabs and grabs his beard, beard yeah. and then he just knocks his ass dude, back. Dude, the way dude. that Aang just floats around the arena for the rest of the fight in, like, a sphere. Yeah, it becomes a horror movie for Ozai at that point. Why do I like, hear he's boss like, music? Yeah, he's, like, running away, like, <laughs> scared fucking shitless. And then, yeah, he's about to die, but then Aang lets it go. He gets the ultimate end, man. He's the way that he traps to, him. Yeah, and then he lets he he's literally just about to let him go. Yeah. He wasn't even gonna like trap him or anything. He was just right. like, I'm not gonna kill you. And then Ozai's like, haha, you dumb bitch. And he goes and Aang's side, that like, shot. Aang's because Aang has also trained to be able to like sense people's movements by vibration. Yeah. He feels Ozai's step and he just turns, traps his legs with rocks, traps his arms with rocks. It's and like a then, full circular shot as he's Dude, doing. I love how it's like done and just like proceeds to put his hand like a thumb on his head and a thumb on his uh chest and starts like bending the energy in his body. Right. And it turns into like a light battle. Yeah. Yeah, it's like blue versus red. And 
Ozai's about to fucking win it. Yeah, he, he starts is. overpowering Aang and is about to kill him. But then right at the end, Aang's energy like bursts forward. Yeah. And he completely overpowers Ozai. And then it's done. And he lets Ozai go. Yeah. And Ozai tries to fucking do something to Pathetically him. Pathetically tries to fire back. He's like, what did you do? He's like, I took your bending away, bitch. <laughs> You'll never be able to hurt anyone again. Oh, I love it, dude. And then he just, and then he activates the avatar state and then just bends the ocean to put out the fire. Yeah. Yes. That's like his first action as like a fully realized avatar. Yeah. Dude, oh. so good. Sokka and Katar, or Sokka and the gang, like they survive. Yep. Sokka and Suki end up yeah. together. Uh, Katara and Zuko fucking go have like the final battle with Azula, who at this point has literally like lost it. She's, she's gone. She's insane. She's cut her hair all fucked up because she keeps seeing her mom. Yeah, they start to give you some some peakings of her trauma. Yeah, and, and she does she have trauma. She, she does for sure. Um, but when they, I mean, Zuko's overpowering her, so she just. She tries to use Katara as as bait. Like, She's like, "I'm yeah. gonna kill her, then you fucking dick." Yeah. But dude, the shot when they finally subdue her, when Katara subdues her, when they're like submerged yeah. in the water and she just freezes, she like freezes them all, and then she just goes, <sighs> and you just see like the water around her start to melt as yeah. she can like move. She moves with dude. The, the solid. way she just chains her down to yeah. the oh my god, it's so good. And it, the the shot is like burned into my brain as they're walking away. Azula's crying. She's like scre- like she's literally like screaming tears into the sky. Oh shit. Ring a dang. Davis is going to oh, fucking man. kill me, dude. Oh god. Good job. My phone didn't ring. That didn't happen. Good job. Um but yeah, dude, so that's concluded. Um is the White good? Lotus retakes yeah, bossing say. The White Lotus is a plot point that is like teased throughout the series there's yeah. this secret order of like old men who uh are controlling society from behind the scenes no they're not <laughs> but th- <laughs> they definitely exist throughout like all the different cultures and they try to like keep the balance in the world i right. was a member of them yes uh ang's friend boomy who we didn't talk about at all but he's like a big earthbending guy yes. he's a member ang's original firebending teacher is a member um Suka's swordmaster. Sokka's swordmaster. Oh yeah, is a, is a member, and they all just show up to Bossing Say and like reclaim it. Oh, oh yeah. dude, the way Iroh shows up and is like, I never thought that I'd be, you know, I'd come yes. back here sieging Bossing Say again, but this time for freedom. Right. Oh. It's crazy, man. Didn't talk about the scene where you know, Iroh and Zuko meet up post, you know. Breakout. Iroh broke out of prison during the day of Black Sun. Right. Literally with his pure strength. Literally, yeah. They meet up before the final like attack, and oh man, Zuko just starts crying. He apologizes profusely. Right. And Iroh just grabs him and like hugs Hugged. him so tightly, dude. And it's just like I was never mad at you. I was just afraid that you lost your way, dude. It oh. oh. God. It fucking kills me, man. It's so good. 
but yeah, seeing them, the White Lotus full force just like take Bossing Sabag was awesome. Legendary. That's that's the f- like fourth plot point that's happening. I know, dude. There's in the so mix of everything much else. happening. Um, yeah, man. If you haven't seen Avatar: The Last Airbender, we you, just talked about it. You have to. You got the synopsis. But go check that shit out, man. Dude, you got Rewatch it. Rewatch it. I'm show it to your you, kids. Show, make your kids watch this shit. It is, like, formative, man. I'm Absolutely. telling you. Yeah, Korra. God. I mean, Korra is its own fucking beast, man. Yeah, I think we should do an episode on Korra. I didn't know how much we were going to take time on this, but it's so densely packed. And there's even more in Korra, too. Yeah. Well, so... Korra is, like, less episodes, but... But still as dense. Yeah. And very to the point. So I think we'll do an episode on Korra. Um and and you know, there's there's comic books. There's there's a lot. The, 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 there's a company now, dude. Like dude, they, have they have their have own Avatar company. Studios. Yeah, Nickelodeon went all in on them. So we have a lot more coming from these amazing creators who created this fucking Love beautiful em. world. Love them. We will talk more about it next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Hit us up, guys. See, uh, let us know how you experienced Avatar: The Last yeah. Airbender. Comment on our YouTube. Rate us on Spotify. There's Spotify ratings now. Give us five stars so we can have ratings, please. We do I'm our begging best. You. I'm literally on my hands and knees begging <laughs> you to rate he is. us. I'm watching him. Like our videos on YouTube. Shout out, just you know, just shout out Davis Woodring whenever you want. Just shout out him, man. He's the man. Six two six sound. Just, just, All right. Yeah. Just you know, <laughs> give him your love. He deserves it. All right, guys. All right, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Sayonara. I'm running to the fucking toilet. I have to piss so bad. That's staying in.